Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you sound good when you put the earphones on. Do you like that sound? <laughs> sound nice. Sounds hey, like Marco. Oh, you yeah. missed yeah. it. I was going to do that. Oh. <laughs> What's that? ADSM? What is it? ASDM. What's ASDM? Audio sensory something or other. It's a fetish that people have. Oh, what? There's oh, whole YouTube shit. channels and Insta channels with these recordings. People have recordings oh. of them eating food. Oh my god! I, mean, I have seen Eating that food. It's so or, gross! You've yeah. been deep diving on this stuff. No, it all started. You know, we're I, rolling, right? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I saw that video of a, a turtle eating a lettuce leaf with a <laughs> with the, the sensitive microphone like right there, and he's got this this little mouth, and it just looks like a beak, and it's like, <laughs> and it's really satisfying to listen to. And I was like, I can get around that fetish. Well, it's funny that like some people find that what, super satisfying, and then there's the rest of people that. Find it just repulsive. <laughs> but some things. people are you saying some people get off on it I'd, sexually? No, I don't know about that. I haven't gone that deep. Yeah, I don't right. think so. I think it's just one of those itches just get scratched. I did watch yeah. a video the other day of a fruit bat being fed a banana. It's the fucking cutest <laughs> thing I've seen in so long. Oh. It looks like jazz. It looks like a little jazz, but with beadier eyes. You know, the whip it. Yeah. And then and this this woman's feeding it. She obviously rescued it or something. She's feeding a banana and it's just like like it's can't coordinate its tongue properly. Like yeah, it looks like a little baby. It's hilarious. Animals are so cool. Fuck yeah. We um <laughs> make the kids at home. They make chatterboxes all the time. You remember what a chatterbox is? Wait, is that a little paper thing? Paper thing. You fold it into quadrants. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you go like pick a color, and then you spell the color out. Then pick a number, and you do that. Yeah. How many yeah. times? And then you pick one. You open it, yeah. and they love it because they get to you write things in it and it's usually it's disgusting stuff like really disgusting and we try to get as disgusting as possible and it's like you have to eat Tita's kitty litter or something like that oh. but yesterday yesterday I opened it up and it was just because you reminded me about the bat and he was like Wycliffe was like you have to eat a COVID bat and I was <laughs> like oh, oh gross it's like, you know he's across that welcome to episode 81 Welcome. 81. 81. Here we Jeez. are. We've really raced up the podcast numbers yep. in the last year. Yeah, we've been consistent. We've been very consistent and it's gotten us to where we are. We'd like to thank <laughs> all our listeners. <laughs> it's true though, when we just make ourselves do it every week, it um, it does get to a good place. Yes. I remember days gone by where we'd maybe take a few months between episodes. <laughs> uh, nah, let's not do it this month. Do it next month. Speaking of which, yeah. when was the last time we had you on? Like, There's been 80 episodes, but you were probably on... I think it was on like three years ago. Type yeah, film. must have been 2018 at some point. Maybe was it the old gym? No, it was here. Mm. It was here. But I think it was episode number 20. Maybe uh, not specifically, but around around there, there sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, or maybe even in the teens. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, so wild. I'm mature now. Here we are now. Yeah, um, we're not drinking coffee today. I didn't pick it up, but Tree offered. He's like, "Bro, can you come pick the coffee up?" So shout out to our sponsor, Panavore providing the coffee that we drink on all the other days of the podcast. <laughs> I'm a little bit bummed that we don't got it, but what are you going to do? I had some peak before. Did you? Not as good as Tree's coffee, but... So. You hit that You hit that often, don't you, the peak? Recently, I've been hitting the peak. <laughs> so yummy. To get you through those study bouts? <laughs> yeah, because it's just a little bit. Like yeah. If you have one of those blocks, it's not as much as a... I guess it'd be like a weak coffee. Peak is a caffeinated know. performance chocolate. Yeah. Who don't sponsor us, but we still like the product. Yeah. Yummy. Yeah. Really yummy. Mate, um, uh, bit going on with you. Sixty uh, odd episodes have passed yeah. since we last caught up with you on the show. Mm. Um, on the the first time you were on, we we're talking about your training background and going deep down the movement thing, and then hitting a bit of a wall with fatigue. Right? Mm -hmm. Can you can you just kind of sum up what what was going on at that point? What you came up against? Yes, I was doing a lot of volume, um, a lot of body weight training, strength training mobility work, floor work, the Capoeira inspired stuff from Ido. And I guess I just was overtrained for a while and I wasn't paying attention to how much I was overtraining. I knew I was, I was always fatigued. So just training like four or five, six hours a day for a while, probably like a year and a half. I wasn't paying attention to the little signs. Like now when I think about it, like the sleep was disruptive, a little bit more, I guess, irritable, um, was finding it much harder to focus on daily tasks, which would involve like more sitting and, and reading, something like that. Um, and that just accumulated over time until I basically just burnt out. And yeah, I couldn't do much training and I got like 
in a way, I didn't have like chronic fatigue syndrome, but I was chronically fatigued in the sense that kind of felt like I had a bit of a cold, essentially, like low energy, um, would, would have big sleeps, wouldn't, wouldn't feel refreshed uh, for probably nine months. So I couldn't really do a whole lot of training, mostly stretching in that time. So that was, yeah, that was in 20, the end of 2017, halfway through 2018. Okay. Fuck, it's only a couple of years ago now. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. How old are you now? 27. 27. Yeah. Damn, son. Yeah. Time flies, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love saying that to young guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was 27. Um, I didn't introduce you. It's Marco. Marco's our handstand coach. He's at JB all the time. You've been coaching with us now for a couple of years. Yep. Yep. Yeah, a few years now. Yeah, yeah. Since, I mean, you were coaching with, with us yeah. at that time of that podcast, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, T's not with us today, but Paulie's here mm-hmm. and I'm here and it's the three of us. Um, where's, where's things at for you now? Like give us a snapshot, like in terms of your training, mm. what are you doing, say on a, on a kind of weekly basis? Um, yes, I'm doing, I would say maybe not as much. I'm definitely doing less strength volume than I was back then. Um, I'm still doing a fair bit of strength work now. Um, mostly most of my training is hand balancing mobility right now um, but i'm still doing a lot of the floor work and the strength work so the average day for me would be do some hand balancing and mobility in the morning uh, study throughout the day and then in the afternoon either do some strength training or floor work and then do some martial arts uh, whether it's muay thai or grappling based martial art okay That's, and yeah. so three sort of sessions a day yeah. How yeah. long are you doing your hand balancing and mobility work for? What's that session look like? All the hands take? Usually 75 to 90 minutes, that yeah. session. But it's, it's very low intensity. Like it's still a very challenging session. But I think if you're doing hand balancing regularly for a couple of years, you end up getting to that point where it's more of a mental game than a physical thing and, and still feels demanding like on the wrists and the shoulders. But I could do two hours of handstands now and it's not like I'm neurally fatigued. Like if I did... 20 minutes of hard deadlifting, I'd be like smoked. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do anything for the rest of the day, but I can do two hours of stretching and, and handstands. It's not too bad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, generally 75 minutes of that in the morning. Yeah. 75 minutes. Strength in the other. How long is a strength session? About 90 minutes on, on like, I'd say the average would be 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, and then if I miss a session um, or something like that happens where I, where I must deload or something, the next session I do, I'll, I'll do a couple of hours, like two to three. Yeah. Um, but that's every now and again. Okay, nice. And the more recent thing for you has been the fight work, mm. grappling-based stuff or Muay Thai. Yeah. How much time are you putting into that? Uh, I've been a bit – I've had a few weeks recently of, like, deloading it because I was getting smoked by it when I, when I first started. Um, Fire. Yeah, yeah. I was doing – I started doing jiu-jitsu here every night, basically. I was like, I'm just going to do jiu-jitsu every night when I – when basically when the – Because it's so fucking fun. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, it was when the restrictions – eased and we could actually start grappling again um i was just so keen this whole year i was so keen to do martial arts it's been on my mind for a while and when that happened i was like all right i've got access to jiu-jitsu here i'm here most days i'll just do that every night and uh when i started doing that i started sleeping like an extra hour like every day <laughs> basically <laughs> um and then i added muay thai like replaced a few few nights maybe just two nights of muay thai and then i was still doing like three or four jit sessions and that was and still doing all the other training as well um and i did that for about a month month and a half and i was just sleeping too much basically or not sleeping too much but i was having to sleep so much to recover and that was really impacting the the i guess my ability to focus with all the uni work during the day so i've reduced it now to about two to three muay thai sessions a week and then two to three jiu-jitsu sessions a week, usually three, um, three of each, yeah. Nice. Mm. One could look at that and say that's a pretty fucking hefty amount of training. Yeah. You feel like it's, uh, do you feel like it's a lot for you? Or, because you, um, you're obviously, your, your perspective of this is a bit skewed to the normal persons. Yeah. Right? Which someone listening would be like, oh my God, that motherfucker trains a bunch. Mm. Do you feel like it's a lot or do you, have you got more room to play there? I think that, I think it's a good amount for me. I think that obviously that if you were to jump into that amount of volume all of a sudden with, with like a, not much of a training background, it's not a good idea. You're not going to be able to do it essentially. But 
Um, I, th- I definitely believe that you can increase your capacity over time. So like when I started doing more of like, I guess, movement stuff, locomotion, the handstands, the body weight strength work, um, I was only training like an hour a day and then each whatever six months or three month block, I would increase like 30 minutes. And I just kept doing that across four years basically. So um, yeah, for now it's good. Like I'm, I think it's a good amount for me. I could do more if I wasn't studying but I noticed that there's only so much focus I have in a day. And I would say that an hour of like, I think an hour of jujitsu to me is worth two hours of Muay Thai. Jujitsu I find the most taxing. And then two hours of Muay Thai is probably worth like maybe like three hours of movement training in terms of like how much that energy, right? how much energy expenditure each one of those would take. Um, and then one hour of jujitsu I would say is like four hours of study like that energy um, that goes into one hour of jiu-jitsu just absolutely wrecks me. Um, so at the moment I've found just like the right balance so that I can still study throughout the day and I'm, and I'm not, um, yeah, struggling with that. So it's good. It's good for me now. Yeah. What are you studying, bro? So I study philosophy and ancient history. Snap. Yeah. Yeah. Full-time student. Ancient history. Um, mm. Why? Yeah, so I, I guess like it took me a while to figure out what I wanted to study. And it was just a process of starting a degree because I knew I wanted to get educated and, and get a degree. And it was, I knew I liked philosophy in the beginning and I, I knew I wanted to do some kind of a double major or double degree, um, but I didn't know what to add as the second, second part of it. And it was just a process of elimination. I just jumped into a few electives, like a few science electives. I did a bit of physics, a bit of like astronomy. And then I did like a, an elective in mythology um, and I just was so into it. And yeah, I guess that was uh, just paying attention to where I was like most focused and most engaged and it was that elective. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll do that stuff. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'm doing ancient history, but I've just changed into the major. So I haven't dived into it too deep yet, um, but the major will be um, like the ancient e- Egyptian history and the Near East. So that'll be the- Fuck yeah. And, and philosophy as well. So that'll be the combo, yeah. What's the aim? I mean, aim. obviously, I value education too, and it'd be, it's awesome, it's interesting, and I have a curiosity for many things. And um, for you, is it, is, uh, is it satisfying a, a curiosity um, about something particular? Mm. And is there a, you know, a, a goal for the study? Like, you know, I want to work in this area. What are you thinking that? Yeah. Well, I mean... You study very hard. Thank you. Yeah, I try hard. Your scheduling is is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. It's getting there. Still got room to improve. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, I guess the the initial reason was to yeah explore some some curiosity. I was like, curious about these topics and I wanted to learn more. Um, now, like moving forward, um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like, say in ten years' time, where I'll be with it. But I definitely know I would love to be because I'm still on the precipice of deciding whether I want to do say more um, like postgraduate study in philosophy or ancient history. So, and I'll finish the degree and I'll be in that position where I can go, I can go and do a master's in either one of those topics. And that will kind of be like a point where I could figure that out a little bit more, but, sure. but whether that's like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like it's a, there's so many options there just because it's also like a decision I haven't yet made, which way I want to go. But if it's a, if there's an opportunity in like a field of academia, that'd be pretty fucking sweet or become a teacher or something, teacher, professor, professor like going to like lecturer. history. Like, yeah, like I really like writing like ideas and yeah. Mad. Who knows at this point? Yeah. So you said before, like when we were before the podcast, we were talking like, ah, what are we going to talk about? We catch up on, you know, what you've been doing lately. Mm. And we we're talking about the training mm. and you said that study is the main thing at the moment. Yeah. Priority one. For wow. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so, because we kind of chronicled your training schedule, are you saying you put more hours in into studying um, at the moment than training? Or yeah. is it just the priority and it doesn't – like how many hours do you think you study a week? I usually study from like <clears throat> from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's basically mm. like I don't study that entire time. Like I usually break it into two, three-hour blocks. If mm. I feel really good, I've got some peak – with me i'll do like a three and a half hour block two of those so mm. it's between like five to seven hours a day also depending on the week like if i have an extra essay to write on top of the weekly um, readings and, and lectures to work through 
Um, so that, yeah, five to, five to six, I'd say, of study a day, more, more so to six, and then it's like four hours of training, three to four hours of training a day. That's generally the, yeah, six days a week. Actually, usually seven days a week. Like, I don't do as much training on a Sunday, but definitely a little bit of training and, and studying for sure on that day, yeah. That's a lot of, like, um, like stuff that you're engaging in. A lot of it is, like, you're developing your own personal self, mm. physically, mentally, um, academically type thing does it do you feel like like you don't get you're not burnt out like is all the information sticking type thing at uni meanwhile you're 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 still making progress in your training yeah it's a good question i think that if i didn't like it so much i wouldn't yes yes yes, and and i think that's the main thing same with the training like i really like everything i'm doing like the movement stuff and yeah now the martial arts like it's so fun and i find it like deeply engaging. Like I don't have to force myself to go Mm-mm. to like a Muay Thai session. I don't have to force myself to go do some handstands. I don't have to force myself to sit down and like, yes, yeah. like do some like philosophy or ancient history. Like I'm, I'm kind of drawn to it, but that's taken a long time to actually figure out what those things were. Which, yes. Yeah. And that's what like helps me do all that. So yeah, I can, I can sit down for three hours and watch a couple lectures and do some readings and summarize notes. And I'm not like, I don't feel fried after that. I'm like, kind of energized by it I'm keen to do more yeah uh that process of finding you know what it is you enjoy the most uh because mm. i've known you for so many years and i've watched you like i'd say like if people are listening like oh, how did you find that like where do i get like you've, you're really heavily invested in all these things mm. but i feel like you wouldn't an individual wouldn't necessarily they'd be very lucky to you know trip over these things and just find out that this is the thing that I like. I feel like you've been very active in doing things and then like reflecting on them, mm. you know, trying things, thinking about what you're doing yeah. instead of just like, you know, by chance coming oh, yeah. across the thing that you're physically and mentally and emotionally suited for type thing. Yeah, definitely you know not. I, mean? I liken that to kind of... Because you do goal setting and... Big time. You know, yeah. journaling and that sort of, of stuff too. Yeah. You wouldn't just... You do goal you, setting? You got to go after it. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I do like... I strategize, I guess, a lot. And I kind of think about like where I want to be in a year, two years, five years. That's kind of the general mm. idea with it all. And that's where I guess I started was like, it was actually more so where I want to be in 10 years. Yes. And how do I- I had a few it? of these talks with you along the way. Yeah, yeah. And how do well, I want to prepare myself for that? And yes. it's obviously like a vague image to begin with. And yeah, I heard a good analogy. I can't remember where of like, if you're trying to start with that kind of thing, you just kind of got to pick the general direction. It's like, you've got a bow, you've got an arrow and you know your target is somewhere around you, but you're blindfolded, right? So if you just try and go for something random and hope for the best, it's like basically 0% chance you're going to hit the bullseye. Like it's mm. never going to happen. Um, but if someone just tells you, okay, it's generally in that direction. Okay. You can turn that way and go, okay, mm-hmm. maybe now I've got like a 0.0001% of hitting it. And then gradually over time, if you, Write, write, strategize, experience things, like go into things and cancel things out. Um, maybe like slowly, like more light gets filtered in. You can see a little bit clearer and that target gets like more and more visible. Mm. Um, but I think that, yeah, I'm, I'm still at a point where I'm trying to narrow in. It's still, still kind of got the blindfold on, maybe like a little bit. Um, but I have a general idea of like where I need to go. And it's kind of, yeah, rather than me choosing, this is like the way I think about it is it's not so much me choosing where i need to go but i'm like getting guided almost by like something else mm. it's, yeah it's deep <laughs> yeah yeah if that makes sense like you know like yeah, yeah, i can yeah, ask yeah. you like well why do you like striking why do you like jujitsu and it's like oh i had a, i like it because it's this it's physical and it's i get to train i get to like chat to people community it's like why do you like those things and you keep going and it's eventually like i just do like i just like those things mm. um, and then that part of you is like the, the guiding part you just kind of along for the ride and and you yeah you just do those things and that's kind of what i'm trying to follow that that bit of you you might uh call it also uh what do you call it values core values type yeah. thing yeah yeah it's like your core you values like deeply value yeah, yeah and you want to like um yeah always be acting in alignment with your core values mm. so yeah i'm kind of taking your um yeah, what you're saying, I'm filtering it back into my you know, pathway in the last five years. And yeah, yeah, you know, I was somewhere that didn't really align with my core values. Mm. You know, simply put, 
family and family time and yeah. now I'm somewhere else that allows that and much happier yeah. and I know I'm in the, the generally the right place. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. there'd, there'd be a lot of people listening. I let, you know, it's we're in a bit of a bubble mm. here in, in this gym, in our own business and, and you like, you know, being a part of this and where we can, most of us can be living in, in a way that's in line with our values where for as lot, for I'm sure for a lot of people they're like, potentially not working a job that really aligns with mm, much. Mm. It's just kind of providing the, the income, you know? Yeah. And so, so yeah, to listen to that can be like, fuck, like it, it's, it's potentially inspiring, but also maybe a little bit confronting as well. For sure. Yeah. Well, there's always a sacrifice as well. Right. Like I feel very fortunate that I'm like in a position where I've got time more or less on my side. Um, and, and was fortunate enough to meet people who were like, good influences like in the way yeah yeah definitely you guys like <laughs> yeah Paul um yeah well that that were like <laughs> brother, brother joey yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we're, we're good enough <laughs> I, I guess in the way to to give advice in like, like a mature way and go you can actually decide and um and, and to, to be around people like that early enough i guess is, is very fortunate um but i don't think it's ever too late to to somehow integrate that into your life, whether you, it's like a desk job and, and you hate it. Like there's always like time outside to pursue those, those little things that might give you a bit of satisfaction. Yeah, I would agree. To some capacity, you can always, yeah. you can always take steps in that direction. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of what our gym ends up being for a lot of people, isn't it? Mm. You know, and that's like- Step in the right direction. Yeah, and they're like, you know, whatever. I have to go do the grind during the day or maybe grind at home with the family and the kids and stuff. But it's like, when I get to come here, I get to just, uh, it's, it's good. It's nourishing for my body and for my mind. And mm. There's a new ad campaign. Mm. Jungle Brothers. Are, Are you grinding right? with the kids at night? Grinding <laughs> at the desk all day? <laughs> Jungle Brothers. A step in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> Telstra Broadband. <laughs> well, I think that's... Um, well, I think, yeah, it definitely would be like a starting point for that way of thinking anyway. Because it's obviously like it's a little bit alternative. Like what we're doing here is it's definitely not conventional. Far from that. Um, and perhaps that's just like a little bit of exposure to, oh, here's a different way of going about a thing that you usually did for your whole life that you mm. thought was good. But then you realized it was pretty shit. Um, and here's something way better and it's deeper and it's more enjoyable and you get more out of it. Mm. Um, and then it's like, okay, well, that's a spark. And if it can translate to another area of life, then, then great. Um, and that's, I think, what kind of happened to me anyway. It was just physically it was like do this stuff that's a little bit more, yeah, a little bit deeper, a little bit more interesting, a little bit more complicated, um, a thought-out process. And then it was like, okay, well, I can actually apply that elsewhere and, and go and do it and, and it works just as well as like, trying to learn how to defend yourself or trying to learn how to do a handstand or anything like that. So you, um, you mentioned before, uh, training, training of Ido, Ido Portal, obviously a big influence of, you know, on your training. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, and you know, for anyone that's listening that isn't familiar with him is a, uh, the movement guy mm. he's, a, he's a teacher. He's out there. He kind of, gave birth to this to this to this name movement that describes kind of this this approach to training right a perspective mm. um there's uh that that community in that world has its own kind of evolution and i know that you're you're not 100 percent like drinking that kool-aid no like you there's parts of it that you really like yeah i, I guess i kind of flirt on the sideline yeah <laughs> yeah tell me more um well i did the online coaching his online coaching program um, programming and i did that for three years uh all up with a break in between and yeah i guess i i met people that would balls deep into it and that, that lived and breathed it and i don't think there's anything wrong with that but i found that the commitment that it would take say to do i think is it a mentorship program is it yeah. mentorship program yeah yeah there's like those that step deeper to get like to go all the way i guess um comes with a lot of sacrifices some of those like financial or time commitments and um you basically detach all. your balls and give them yeah. to him yeah 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 these are now yours which is like i mean i commend <laughs> people that like that do it i'm like man that is this epic um but yeah definitely stopped yeah i guess i considered it but it also stopped me from really like going that far i didn't feel like i needed to actually 
be that involved in it to get what I wanted out of it, which is just to learn. Like I just wanted to learn like the process and I wanted to learn about the body and, and yeah, he does pretty well with those things. Um, yes, I felt like the online coaching system is enough because you can just kind of dip in as you please. Like if you, you can do it in three month blocks and um, that was the best option for me is just to kind of go in and out. Um, and, you know, I, I know people that are, still doing it or, or, or doing more than that. And um, it's cool to know them because then I can just like chat to them about what they're learning and what they're doing. Um, but, and, and yeah, I guess that's, it's nice to be in that position where you don't have to commit, uh, like sell your soul <laughs> to him. Yeah. Oh, sorry. He buys your soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's almost a, it's like a, there's a privilege to that position because yeah you kind of get all the good stuff, but you don't have to have all of the kind of um, disciple-like yeah. stuff. Yeah. Whereas when you get close, when you go to that that inner circle, mm. then there's this pressure on you to to remain there. Yeah. And to Sounds give, like a cult. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you could you could say it very much is. Like a lot of things, you yeah. know. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's like his website uh, domain is like movementcult.com. <laughs> He does. Yeah, yeah. Like the student one, I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> last time I was on there. That's great. And I laughed at that. I was like, <laughs> definitely like, yeah, playing on that. A little bit of a troll. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, you know, we are talking about before, like we've known people who are in that inner circle and when they decide that they want to kind of step away from that a little bit, mm. they get fully dis like, what is it? Um, Ostracized. Yeah. Yeah. Is it incommunicated? Yeah, like this. So I've heard. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it happen to a few people. Yeah, yeah, it does. Like, well, fuck you, you're out. Mm. That's it. Whereas, like, you've never been close enough to risk that. Yeah, but you yeah. can still get everything that you want from it. Yeah, totally. And I guess like it depends. Like, what's your intention? And he 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 wants to know that. Like, and if obviously for him, like he wants to train really serious students that are going to carry on the torch, so to speak. Um, and obviously, like those like those top students speak for him. Um, so he wants to filter out everyone that's not like going to, yeah, lay down their life for the, for movement. And, and it's a great business model in that sense. Cause yeah, they're all just weapons. Um, yeah. But obviously the, yeah, the sacrifice is pretty big. I think, I and mean, we've spoken about this at length other times, but I think it's an okay business model. But I yeah. think that in, you know, what, what, there is the downside to that is that you create these people who never have the time to go and open their own gym, mm. and so it's a good business model for him. For him, yeah, for him, yeah, yeah. But as soon as he's not on, but as soon as he's not there on the floor teaching them, grinding it out, mm. there's no money. Mm. Whereas you know, potentially, if he was like, well, why don't you open an affiliate gym and we can do a commission thing or friend, you know, whatever, something, mm. and you can kick back to me a little bit and I can come visit, like. He could, you know, and he wouldn't have to be the guy mm. forever. That's, yeah. you know, that's that's grinding it, coaching. It'd be hard to let go of being that guy though, being the top dog. Well, I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I guess it would be, you know, I've not been in that situation on that scale. Yeah, I imagine that would be really hard. But it's, fuck, I mean, you know, like we have, I, I, would, I would say there's almost a, a slight parallel on a tiny little scale of us here at this gym mm. where like the gym was kind of built by, primarily by Tiora and myself at first and then Alan and Paul and then you and then now Dylan and Nikki and Azza and all these people. And every time they, someone comes, one of those older people gets slightly displaced. Mm. And it, for us, it's been a, it's been a, uh, a desirable thing because mm. we don't want to just be coaching the same things all the time forever. You want to, we want to have evolution to what we're doing and, create new things and make space for new people to come in. Um, and the, there's always that, that moment where you're like, oh, fuck, like guys are going to Marco now because they want to they wanna know how to do an archer pull-up. They're not asking me anymore, right? <laughs> but then you, like in that same moment, I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. I don't have to have that conversation because I'm not really interested in it anymore, yeah. you know, or right now. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and this thing that I have contributed to is now operating without me. Yeah. So there is some, uh, you know, I just think, I just think there's some, there's some real joy to be taken from that mm -hmm. in that growth. And I think that sure. that is like the, the organism as a whole is then growing and developing rather than just top dog. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I, I said that as a pretty healthy way to be learning stuff. 
like if everyone could just help each other out and pass the information on rather than everyone having to go to say one person which i don't know if that's the case with Ido. i'm sure he's like the kind of the heart of it and he decides like which direction things go from but i'm imagine that like if you spoke to any of those people in his close circle they, they could teach you pretty much anything um that he's taught them like quite well um but yeah there's obviously the side of it that's a little bit more like it's quite private and, and say so in this in this community here like anyone can go up to anyone and it's like a welcomed kind of thing there's no like um it doesn't feel like there's like any hierarchy which i, which I would say I imagine that like closer circle would have quite a tight hierarchy of who's who. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Man, here's a question for you as um as someone who's doing a high amount of like movement style training, and then also getting into the fight work. And I think that any any kind of uh, jujitsu practitioner will feel this um, jujitsu, and 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 I'm guessing Muay Thai as well too, Paul. You can confirm. Uh, it really tightens up the body in certain areas. Like it cinches things up yeah. in a way that, you know, the day after uh, a heavy evening session, you, you know, your hip flexors are smoked, your back's really stiff, your neck's all stiff. Mm. Um, and depending on what you were working on that night or what was attacked during rolls, it, it could vary. So then the movement stuff is, is quite, is, I find in that setting it's quite hard because you, you then have to dig yourself out of that hole that you're in from the night before, mm. those imbalances to get back to like surface level and then you can start to do your thing. Whereas I remember when I was training movement stuff and not doing any jujitsu, I could kind of just be at surface level from the start of the session. Mm. You know, my mobility, I'd do a few sets it'd go a lot further than if I was training jits as yeah, well. So it's kind of like if you're doing the, he's saying when you're doing the jits, you almost each time you go to do some mobility or some stretching, you've like gone back a step and then yeah, each you're round. In deficit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, just doing the mobility gets you like a step and a half forward in terms of like how your mobility feels. And then the next day it's like back to that step. Yeah. It's like the Two steps forward, one step back. Exactly. Yeah. How does, um, how do you feel about that? Is that, have you had the same experience? Definitely in the first month I noticed like when I was doing a lot more grappling like that, yeah, that month was, um, I was feeling very tight and the movements that required more mobility uh, yeah, I was finding a lot harder to do like the twisting and the balancing stuff. Um, yeah, but but I upped mobility essentially. I was like, all right, just do like and and <laughs> not that I, yeah, not that I actually did. I'm doing that much. It's it's I probably spend like twenty to thirty minutes of mobility a day. Um, yeah, I would say say twenty five actually a day, and that to me is like that that is the a point where I'm actually still getting more mobile. Um, what I was doing was just like say two to three times a week I would do mobility but just for bigger sessions and have more days in between where I wasn't doing as much stretching mobility but if I'm just doing a little bit every day I find that's like great um, and a couple tools for like posture as well like strengthening tools for posture I found is really useful but um, yeah maybe the adjustment period to begin with was actually the, the part that I felt the most uh, yeah the biggest effect on the joints in terms of them tightening up but the then most wrecked yeah but then after that yeah figuring out just doing a little bit every day was was better yeah, yeah. how do you find it paulie with uh with your fight training got the camp you know you're in fight camp yeah right now. Yeah. yeah i'm not very deep in it at the moment um we're just in the early weeks and kind of coming back from uh, a groin tear still so i haven't really thrown on the heavy volume that would start to break me down a little bit or lock me up potentially Mm. I think the in the past though, uh, jujitsu would be the one uh, less so the the striking for me. Yeah, that used to um, yeah used to. I used to feel like directly tighter through mm. the through the back for yeah. sure. Um, and the wrists, you know, when I because I did jujitsu before I even really started to do any sort of handstand type type thing, but I can definitely feel as soon as I'm back on the mats. All I want to do is stretch out the wrists or the handstands, take a little longer to, to uh, warm up into. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I definitely get that. Yeah, the striking though, I don't know yet. Because I really haven't gone that deep into like, you know, three years of Muay Thai, going to camps every year in Thailand or something like that. Probably on that, that sort of volume. I haven't really done that much. Um, uh, but, but you've been training... Two sessions a week at a minimum for quite a while, haven't you? 
yeah, I guess. I guess. I, I don't feel it. Um, I'm typically, you know, I guess at my age or whatever, I'm, I'm not going as hard as I, I could, for yeah. sure. So it's all, I keep it very sustainable. I've got other things going on. Probably family's more priority in my life. So it's a very big energy balance. I'm not trying to wreck myself. So I'm crawling out of the gym every session. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's at a sustainable level. But um, yeah, I guess in general, I, I don't feel it. Um, I'm not the most mobile person in the world. And I've never really r- done heaps of mobility work where I've worked to a really great point on, in particular positions. And I worked hard to get there. So I don't feel like I... I actually feel that the movement helps my mobility. Because, right. uh, yeah, at the moment, more volume of things like high kicks and twisting and everything helps my mobility. I feel more mobile. Twisting and throwing punches loosens me up and I'm a kind of a tight, explosive type of person. And, yeah, doing black. lots of... I'm black. Black. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> um, Type of person. Um, yeah, well, yeah, that's so interesting because, like, I feel more mobile. I would say so like when we both do like a standing side split, right? Like I can almost get my like balls to the ground. Mm. How far deep? That like lucky how far? Ground. Yeah. How far <laughs> can you get? Me? Yeah. <laughs> Not far at all. But you can head kick, right? Uh, I could. Yeah, I can't. Like I can't head kick. Yeah, it's technique. So I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't a few years ago. Mm. Um, purely because I didn't know where to stay loose. You can kick a lot higher than I can. Right, okay. Yeah, Yeah, you know, you bend the supporting knee, you bend the high knee. But like, yes, it's different though because there's so many different kicks. You can kick, you could probably, you'll have a much higher chance of being able to do a head kick that turns over with square hips Uh, towards your opponent, whereas I will never, ever get that. Mm. I'll have to turn my hips over, um, which, you know, it's a chess game that, exposes another it puts in more power but it might expose you to something else type thing because i have to commit into mine more to get up there mm. Mm, a lot of lean back yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. all hidden there <laughs> we like cause for me like doing the the muay thai like, i get most tight in the um like the upper body from mm. simply holding like um holding the hands up and the posture yes, of having yeah, the yeah. chin down and yes. the sh- like shoulders protracted yeah do you get no that? You it that? definitely comes with time I remember when I used to do boxing with my brother, I just used to go home with sore traps. Yeah. Just really, straight, yeah, yeah, just sore, sore traps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Comes with like relaxing and like just throwing the punches really loose. Yeah. Well, that's something I noticed when I've watched his spar is that, yeah, quite relaxed. Um, trying to get more and more relaxed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's similar with jujitsu, I suppose, as well. You're very tight and on guard. Yeah. Trying to keep a bit of a shell when mm. people are coming in and, the more you do it, the more you can be relaxed because you're familiar in positions and you don't have to be on guard because you feel safe there because you yeah, you know the rules there of engagement in that spot. Yeah. How do you find the transition from mellow stuff like uh, handstands and mobility and, and obviously the whole movement approach, right, to strength training and whatnot, it, it is a mellow, like it's intense mm. in terms of effort, but it's, uh, it's mellow in terms of how the energy of a session yeah. It's quite protracted and, you know, because it's a lot of training. So it, it's not like a, you know, it's not like a CrossFit session where you're going balls to wall for mm. 45 minutes to an hour. Um, but then you get into jits and there's a session, you know, you're rolling and then there's that like all of a sudden when you're rolling or when you're sparring, it, it, there's, a, there's a heightened level of um, energy there. For sure. How do you yeah. find that transition? Do you, um, do you find it hard to get into that? Like to kick into that gear? No. Like I, I played a lot of rugby throughout school. And so I, f- I, I feel, especially in jiu-jitsu, I've noticed my adrenaline goes through the roof when rolling. For whatever reason, like I feel a little bit more comfortable, I would say, st- like striking. Um, but yeah, I think having a bit of rugby training and, and being used to like that kind of like wrestling and throwing someone else around and being smothered and, and you know, all those things, like it's not, super foreign um but the difference in i guess the i would say it's the adrenaline for me mainly is like the intensity of that is um it's good like i really i really like it um and yeah the the transition from i guess the movement stuff like some of the sessions i guess i do a obviously nothing like a nothing like rolling any of the jiu-jitsu sessions because you 
you're not dealing with another person um, who's trying to, you know, choke you unconscious. So there's not that like that little bit of like life death fight there. Um, but but some of the movement sessions are like very very hard. Like I would say, like the they would it wouldn't be as hard as an open mat morning, um, but very very close. Um, some some of the strength sessions I'm talking about, like doing like rope climbs, lizard crawls, and split squats as like a like a circuit, and doing that for like ten rounds, like that that those three have like that's hell, <laughs> yeah. living hell. If you know what they are, yeah, um, and and you do them in a circuit for for ten rounds, and yeah, it flattens you. I've, I've thrown up so many times doing that. And oh yeah, yeah, I haven't thrown up from jujitsu yet, but the I guess it's different. I guess it's a different kind of feeling. Um, yeah, but it's been okay. I, th- I feel like the rugby training and the movement stuff has prepared me well for, for jiu-jitsu, yeah. The movement training, especially for, for listeners um, out there, when you think of what are the, what are the disciplines that it's drawn from, you know, in, in, we're talking about uh, gymnastics, bodyweight calisthenics, capoeira, yeah. acrobatics, yeah. which all require lots of mobility and strength. Mm. but there was never really a part of it that did energy system development because when I think of the why you need to be able to go hard, be explosive, and then go again when you're not quite ready to and push that sort of threshold, um, yeah, none of those uh, disciplines really require that because they're, they're not put in a competitive place. I guess it's just I'm um, riffing an observation of the styles. I mean, and now I wonder because I thought it, Ida was getting into some fighting stuff and the people, they play with the drills of fighting, but they don't necessarily, they don't go ahead and like in the pro years that you programmed, was there anything where you had to do some sort of metabolic conditioning work? Not really. Like there is, there is conditioning yeah, I've, work. I've had like, like a lot of like plyometric stuff, like sprinting. Oh, okay. Like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. It's like jumping stuff, like a bunch of that. That's cool. Um, yeah, but I guess it was like more, it wouldn't be the main focus of the training, but that's just at the time I was doing it. Yeah, yeah, it, it and, changes, huh? And yeah, it, it. I think, I mean, he's got a lot of stuff and it depends on the student, like you get to choose what you want to do. And for me, I was like, just make me strong uh, and mm. mobile. Really. Okay. Um, so I think if you were to, to say, like, I want to get, uh, I want to prepare like my, my ability to, to work in, in martial arts, then I'm sure you get a lot of that stuff. Um, but yeah, the conditioning work for me was definitely some sprinting, plyometric work for the legs, um, and then like compound circuits, basically similar to what I just said, the, yep. the rope climbs, the lizard crawls, and like a lower body movement in like circuits. Um, yeah. Did they no. manage the rest periods? Yeah. Or were they prescribed? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. You, I mean, there's so many different you know, setups that I've had, had for mm. those circuits and stuff, but yeah, it's all prescribed and all set up, but yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I guess you'd have to ask like a lot of different because yeah, I don't really know yeah, super yeah, intricately yeah. like ext- like how extensive he's gone into like say that that stuff like metabolic conditioning. I'm sure he's done a lot, mm, mm. but I haven't done much with him. But that's just because I asked for other stuff. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's a deal. It's a real. Um, you see it even in in at the the higher level of fighting, of combat, where you see athletes who really do prioritize their conditioning work like they do really fucking grueling workouts mm-hmm. that are just you know designed to break them and they do that a lot and that just gives them this gas tank and this mental edge that it, you know just makes them kind of unbreakable and then you see fighters that that don't really do as much of that and they really focus on being evasive and having great strategy and, you know, being super accurate with their striking or their grappling or whatever it is. And both, you know, it all works depending on the individual, right? You've got, it's, it's kind of cool to see. Um, and in a sense, I think you fall back on what you have. Mm. I know I've always like in jujitsu, I've always fallen back on my conditioning cause I have naturally so that kind of athleticism. Um, maybe not right now, but typically You're speaking, black. yeah, I need to be black. Maybe you I am is. You is. From the waist down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My man. Um, but uh, it's yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing, right? And I would think like say with Edo stuff, there is, you know, yeah, there's, there's elements of that kind of volume work and low rest and increased capacity. But I could imagine even when you see him working with fighters and stuff, 
his style of fighters would be the ones that are like focusing on the accuracy and the skill and the strategy. Yeah, and yeah very specific. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I don't know if I've ever seen, uh, I mean, it's not like he created him, but I don't know if I've ever seen Conor McGregor doing like really grueling conditioning workouts. Yeah. It looks like he does a lot of like, you know, really quite technical stuff, mm. you know? Yeah, I guess like that, that stuff is like just an accessory to all of his yeah. training. Um, yeah. Whereas like Khabib, motherfuckers doing conditioning oh man you know it and then yeah. when he drag you know when he drags you into those deep waters it's yeah. like all right <clears throat> it's where the conditioning comes into play those wrestling <clears throat> conditioning like sessions they just look so messed up <laughs> they're awful aren't they yeah <clears throat> i mean we're getting a little bit of a taste of that now on friday nights with pavel so good so, so good. good yeah yeah it's such a different um it's such a different vibe isn't it yeah. it's another grappling art but it's just the approach yeah. is is so different to jiu-jitsu mm. You can see why, I don't know if you ever heard Ben Askren talking to Joe Rogan, but he was, you know, he's a long-time wrestler, fought in the UFC, but he was saying that um, he's like, jiu-jitsu guys are just fucking lazy. He's like, when you go to jiu-jitsu class, you're just kind of sitting around and it's like, do you want to train and mm. do a bit of training, sit around again? He's like, wrestling classes are not like that. Mm. They're just grueling. And he's like, it's grueling, it's every day, and then you compete every weekend. Yeah. He's like, so as a college wrestler, by the time you've like, finished college you've probably had like over 300 competition experiences wow so he's like for those guys to go into the ufc it's just another comp like it's a bit bigger but it's just another competition mm. yeah so you hear those thai guys that are just fighting like all the time just every week there's fights mm. they're fighting mm. and yeah they just rack up like hundreds of fights and then it's like it's just another day another day in the office it's real man yeah which is in like watching um hamzat Yes. Like, I think I've heard him talk about that a little bit where he's just like, oh, it's just, it's nothing like for him, like to go into the, into the cage and that it just puts you at such an advantage if you have that mentality where you're not as nervous, like you have less adrenaline, like you're not going to have like a huge adrenaline dump. Um, you're just more cool, calm, collected. Like, oh, it's just huge. Yeah. Did you, well, and did you hear he was, he was also born, he was born in Chechnya yeah like during the war war yeah so and i think he's been he's lived there through two wars jeez so he's like he's my age he's 27 is he something like that fucking hell which is just bizarre to think about yeah it is isn't it yeah. <laughs> it's cool yeah i, I love watching I feel like that such guy. a pussy saying that <laughs> <laughs> um uh what i want to touch on i want to ask you oh so you know relevant to your previous experience with the overtraining thing and that kind of thing mm. what are you doing now that is like how are you safeguarding yourself against that happening again yeah good question um i would say i've experimented a lot with diet over the past 18 months since that experience um i notice I've, you do that you go through trends yeah experiments yeah. and i'm finding like the more like obviously the cleaner i eat the better i feel who would have thought that um and yeah, like the less, like I'm finding the lower carbohydrate diet, like a more, I wouldn't say I'm strictly paleo because every now and again I'll eat stuff that isn't paleo, but it's like a modified keto diet, I would say, is for my energy and focus that seems to be working really, really well. Um, so mainly eating like a fair, fair bit of meat, um, some fruit, not, not a whole lot, but um, yeah, meat, a lot of greens, like tons of greens. I'd say most of my diet is like, shitload of salad and like green veggies basically um yeah and getting a good mix in nuts as well lots of fats good fats um yeah and that that's helped a lot i think and then dialing in on like the consistency of sleep i've been a bit off the last week or so but generally just trying to get into a routine of going to bed and waking up at the same time every day and not trying to mess with that too much how many hours are you um, getting usually eight and a half Man. like like I would say, yeah, generally that's my average, but the past week I've had a few late nights here hanging out with people. So <laughs> <laughs> slept in a bit, yeah. Um, when, and what time do you go to bed? Usually I like lights out 8.30, oh, sorry, 9.30. 9.30. 9.30, yeah. Um, you eat dinner after you finish jiu-jitsu at night? Yeah, I go home and like, eat straight away and then have a bit of a wind down, hour and a half, and then and go to bed. What, what, what were you eating those years ago when you hit that wall probably just like a more of a standard diet i guess I would, i'd eat like just anything really i, I was eating relatively well mm. um but there wasn't any but standout thing that you were doing you were just no. like breaking a law yeah i with, mean no 
just, just whatever. Zeroing in on it now. Yeah, yeah. And I was still, yeah, it was still good food, but mm. just I wasn't really, I'd eat as much as I wanted and um, I just eat whatever was still good. Um, but yeah, definitely no specific restrictions there. Um, and then meditating is also like really helpful, I think. And I guess I use that as more of a check-in thing. Um, physically, I mean, I use it for other reasons, but it's also a good opportunity to to feel like how how the body's feeling in the morning. Like I'd usually do it in the morning. And um, if I wake up and I'm feeling like super wrecked and super dusted and broken, um, I'll I'll won't train hard that day. Like I'll still do a fair bit of training, but I won't like redline. Uh, and that's probably the thing that I'm doing most differently now is like I choose my moments to redline and usually I'll do like two weeks of like really hard training like every day will be like I'll look at the day of training ahead and be like oh, this is going to be like a little a little Everest to climb um, and I'll do that hard for two weeks and then I'll have like a little bit of a lighter week and then I'll go again like hard for two weeks and then have a lighter week and then every like six weeks to two months I'll just have a week where I'll just mellow like this week was basically my like a rest week essentially. I so did a bit of jujitsu, like a little bit of Muay Thai, some handstands, no like no strength work really. Um a few you, dips, but that's about it. I saw those yesterday. Yeah. Um <laughs> are you programming it that way? Are you journaling, taking notes, or is it just more yeah. intuitive? Oh, this was a heavy week, this one's a lighter one. Yeah, I've got a schedule like I've got it printed out stuck go. on my wall. Bang. Yeah. Every day is like meticulously planned yeah yeah it sure is <laughs> yeah for tell sure. us more about the planning because i yeah i noticed like you're very good at it and you got everything in blocks and you've yeah. mentioned that many times plus uh, you know you've embraced technologies recently and got a new ipad that makes so good shit more efficient for your yeah. study so that when you have your study blocks you're getting more done yeah like how do i you always this way no it's like the opposite of this i think joe you're very good at this stuff too yeah, Joe, yeah, I've definitely taken some inspo from, um, from you guys. Wow, thanks. Well, you got, I was, well, I think a game changer initially for me was Google Calendars. And I saw you guys using that mm, mm. a few years ago. And yeah, like I, that's just like my bread and butter. Like everything is in there, as you guys, I'm sure, do as well. Like, mm. um, yes, yeah, so that, that was, I think, the first thing that really helped me start to just organize time. Because I guess as a student, you can do your study when you want. You don't have to like, most of the time anyway like if you're just watching most of the stuff i'm doing is online um you don't have someone telling you you have to do the readings by this time this week or the lectures or whatever um so that was the first first step i guess um and that was that enabled me because i love it how in that app whether it's on the phone or the computer you can see your whole week or you can choose to see three days or you can see yep. one day yeah. or you can see the whole month so it's I love looking at the week and then looking and color coding everything and going, okay, each morning block, I have this amount of time to mm. do my training and then, um, yeah, then this amount of time to do my study and, and so on. And, and yeah, I guess I, the way I organized that was just the training stuff is like obviously the second priority. Um, and that the hours from like 8am to 4pm, usually like Monday to Friday, are the GSD hours, like get shit done hours. I don't book any like doctor's appointments or anything like that. I try not to in those hours on those days. Uh, and it's purely for that, like that reason. Um, and in those times I'm like, I'm in that mode. I try and just go into like, uh, like laser, laser focus mode in those times. Um, obviously I break it professor up. Mode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I break it up, break it up into little blocks that, that yeah. helps, but yeah. just getting into the moods. Like when you, you know, you got to go do like a, a training session or mm -hmm. where you're going to go, do anything like you get in the mode to like go do that thing you definitely look like because you study here a lot in the office mm. um you, you study hard <laughs> like so. you study hard I as in, to, yeah i'm i'm easily distracted by a fucking butterfly that goes past so my desk yeah. and but you're like boom you got the yeah. freaking I put the, the uh, earmuffs, earmuffs, earmuffs like on the industrial you try like to keep your eyes low earmuffs. you know because if you're engaged yeah. with eyes in this office and we've got a communal big hardwood table and stuff it's very easy to go off track yeah and joe joe knows me better than anyone else here like i've improved though over the years haven't i not yeah yeah you have mm. indeed yeah. um i was gonna say with a google calendar i'll have a chat i'll have a chat photophily <laughs> <laughs> everyone's mate um <laughs> about, about six months ago i discovered yeah. the shortcut for the calendars you right. know if you um if you want to see the week you press w m for month oh. y for year Ooh. That's a good one. Yeah, I don't know what the three-day one is, but you just press... Maybe three. 
you just press the letter and it just like scrolls Joey's through. Joey's got his up now. Oh, oh nice. Bangs. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. See what I'm saying? Yours looks good, Joey. There got some go. purples and pinks in there. Oh, yeah. Many yeah, I think codes. that's a game changer. Oh, if, you, if you haven't got that going on or some kind of setup like that, <clears> I don't know how, you, how you're doing it, how you're living your life. And but I think it's one thing to have it, but then mm. to actually use it and refer to it and mm. ad- adhere to what's in it. Yeah, well, that's the discipline part. Yeah. Because it's all, so it's very satisfying, like putting the calendar together. That's the fun part. Like the, the hard part is, yeah, like you said, like actually living it. Yeah. Um, so what, you review it daily for the day ahead? Yeah. Or usually like, yeah, in the morning I'll I, – I, now it's like memorized basically. Yeah. I've just been doing it for a while. But it all, it's I guess every like six months or so it'll change because I'll have classes at different times or whatever I'll have to train or whatever else happens. And, um, yeah, generally I'll just – review it somehow whether that's like mentally or if i'm if it's new i'll i'll look at it um and then in my room on my wall i have like a a few different like monthly planners like printed out and i have just written on there like one for study one for training and on each day i have written what i have to do that day or if there's like an assessment task due that day so i'm and i have that like written out for like the the next three months like ahead so like because it's happened to me in the past where i've gotten really busy and then there's like a little whatever mini essay or something that i should have started a week ago i had to start it three or four days before it was due and like i got it done or like you know handed it in a day late and that like that kills me like i hate it when that happens and that's happened maybe like twice since i've started studying and each time that's happened i've like leveled up in, in the sense of how like disciplined i've got at checking those things across like the future it's catalyzed a a, a development so it's actually a good thing to fuck up like to set the schedule and fuck it up because it's like a little you know flick on the wrist it's just okay don't slack slack in a bit you know it's it's okay you're gonna fuck it up you're never gonna hit it at 100 (laughs) percent. like yeah it's just it's unrealistic but if you can hit it like pretty well then then that's good definitely much better than not doing it at all yes it's like something you said i heard you say in jujitsu and it's like if you you shouldn't be comparing yourself to like the people that have been doing jits for longer than you or, or whatever else like you should be comparing yourself to the people that aren't at all the average joe and i think that's kind of a good way of looking at it as well so like just compare yourself if you didn't do that that scheduling at all then if you just did do it you're just going to be that bit better and i think that's yeah positive reinforcement rather than going oh, i didn't hit it 100 percent, therefore i'm undisciplined and useless <laughs> yeah yeah actually luke tullock who's been on the show before he posted on instagram a really cool little graphic the other day but it was uh, you would have seen it before you might have even seen it on my ig but it's two orange circles that are the same size but one of them surrounded by um really big circles and the other one's surrounded by really little ones mm. and the one that's surrounded by the really little ones looks way bigger so when you look at the image, you're like, oh, that orange circle is way bigger, but it's actually the same size as the other one. It's always like um, our brains think relatively rather than, mm. um, I can't remember what, what, the, what the term used was, but he's like, so like, be careful because you'll trip yourself up if, you, yeah. if you're always kind of referring to, you know, yeah, the other person you're training against or yeah. like it can fuck your, your perceived progress up. Exactly. That's, yeah. yeah, it's I like fucking that. cool. I like that too. <laughs> yeah. Mate, um, that's your cow. Oh, that's nice. It's oh, pretty messy. Some yellow. Well, it's on the phone, so it's compressed, and they've got oh, yeah. too many calendars open at the same time. Mm. It looks like a mess. Calendars. It does. But I, I, I stick to that. I got one with my wife there, mine. and I got the one with the coaches and stuff. Yeah, show us. You know, I just this is it at its messiest. I'd hide some calendars when I'm in a certain mode. But, um, that looks like a like a discarded Lego bucket. For those listening, well, I'm hoping that you guys can get your blocks. calendars out and just look at it yeah. and Such show it to whoever's next to you. Yeah. Yeah. Google Calendar, man, it's free. Yeah, free. All you got to do is give them every piece of fucking information <laughs> there's ever been about you. But here's the deal. They've already got it. So just yeah, <laughs> download right. the app. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Here we go. So I've got it like... <laughs> I wish we had a um like a projector like set up and oh god I'm come like at, uh, oh that's Trey's nice at like uh you know how Joe Rogan's got oh, that like epic oh, I need to make it the more uniform it is yeah so that's the, the it's all yeah within, easier is to oofed 
hold on to. That's the general, that's the flow. So you get yeah, in so train at 6.45? Like I'll usually do that. Like home close, side? close to home. Cause it's yep. obviously, if I come in here, I'll do more training in the afternoons. And, right. And like feel, feel a little bit more. Um, yeah, but generally like, I, yeah, I definitely don't hit that at a hundred percent, but I'm getting good at it. That say. is a fucking sexy looking calendar. Nice, sexy, eh? yeah. yeah. So for the people <laughs> that can't see it, <laughs> just everybody, um, I just have everything organized in blocks. So from um, 6 a.m. to I guess like an 8.15 block, there's a very specific time. Uh, that, that specific time is dedicated to a, to a specific purpose. And then from 8 till 4, that's just studying. And then in the afternoon, there's like a specific 90-minute block for whatever else. So the day just runs through chunks, essentially. And I'm not... Um, not chopping and changing too much. That's what I find is useful as well. Is mm-hmm. yeah, really bl- like blocking. If you have different things to do across the day, pe- uh, block the similar things together, so that you're not having to jump between modes. Like it's like a training mode, work mode, study mode. If you're doing like training, study, work, training, study, work, you're going to go. You're going to spend a lot of time going in and out of those different modes, and it's going to be tiring. Um, but if you can just train, then just study, then just work or whatever it is, like it's, that's for me, I find like it's much easier doing I that. Yeah. I feel relaxed when I look at your calendar, but I feel stressed when I look at mine. Yeah, yours, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, I think it's <laughs> on the phone, it's like yours is elongated I know it's well. worse. Yeah. I'm showing you at it's worse, so we can all laugh at it. <laughs> but um, yeah, go be organized. Yeah. Um, and Man. yeah, keeping it consistent, like... Time, like you said, waking up at the same time and trying to do things at the same time mm. so that um, it can become more habitual for some things. It's easier to get into because mm. you're used to doing that thing at the same time. Yeah. It's hard when you're, like, say, working shifts, though, for some people. Oh, yeah, I feel, even feel I for see those like, people. Yeah, and coaching classes and stuff here where, you know, and you've got a PT. Oh, it's always like on the other end, yeah. but, you know. Yeah, there's always going to be a late night here <clears> and early morning here and just suck it up and keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Brother, any um anything for you to plug? Any uh any any of your services that you want to put out there before we wrap it up? Um I'm around. You know, if you want some coaching, hit me up. Where do they find um, you? I'm actually off social media right now. So you can go to my website, marco.marcocleos.com.au. Oh. Uh and I've got my email address there and you can email me or if I'm around and you see me. I'm always yeah. Is it Marco with a K? M A R K O. Yep. K-L-E-O-S. Nice. Dot com. Yeah. Find all my info on there. But yeah, social media cleanse right now. I like that. How long are you doing that for? I don't know if I'll go back, to be honest. Right on. Yeah, I've, I guess just at this point in time, I don't actually need it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've been off for like a week. Been off the drug. Mm. And it was watching The Social Dilemma that Ooh. Well, I've, I've, <laughs> I've had a love-hate relationship with social media. I've gone like in, in and out of it for for years since I've had it basically. Yeah. And yeah, I was, I got rid of Facebook completely a couple, a couple months ago, actually it was longer pre COVID. And um, I was like, Oh, it's just nice not having like all that there. Like not checking it. I have to thing. worry about I it. I have to worry about it. And then yeah, I got rid of Insta and, and I was kind of like, Oh, it's just nice not having to check my phone. Um, and that's the weird thing. It's like, I have, I have to check it. And I was like, well, I actually don't want to check it, but I, I feel like I have to. And, then I watched the social dilemma and I was like, oh, that's, that's why. Cause it's actually like, I'm being trained to check it. Me. And I d- yeah. And it's like, you're either, you <clears> are <throat> going to either train, you're, you're one of two positions all the time. You're either being trained or you're training someone else. Like right now I'm training you to believe what I'm saying and then vice versa. If you, you're going to train me to say something else or think something else. Um, so I think like, if you can pick when you are being trained, try and pick the most positive Positively affecting ones of yourself. Yeah, okay, yeah. And like ob- it, it trains, like influenced. Influenced, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, like you, if you need social media for your business and all those kinds of things, it's a different story. Um, but if you're in the position where it's just something that perhaps it's actually just bringing you more stress, then maybe it needs to go. Yeah, see, you guys saw Social Dilemma and like took away all this negative stuff. I just saw opportunity. <laughs> Uh, just as a marketing yeah man, totally like, yeah yeah i didn't sure it's, i was fucking i was i was haunted by the show <laughs> yeah it's very haunting but yeah. it's also like it's such a hectic leverage point right yes like and that's i actually had that thought this morning i was sitting down at the cafe i was like looking around and 
everyone was on their phones, like people together, like sitting, having brekkie. And one guy had his phone, like him and his wife and a kid. The, the dad had his like, I don't know, maybe like a pencil case or a laptop case. And he was, had the phone propped up, like so it was facing him. Had it turned sideways and he was watching sport. And then, and then the mom was sitting there like scrolling and typing, you know, with one, she had the phone flat and she was like typing like that. She's <laughs> like, that's such a noob. <laughs> so you use your thumbs. And then the kid, you know, had an iPad and the kid was watching something on the iPad. And I was like, man, it's like, if you can be in a position to leverage off that, like, which obviously, you know, the richest companies in the world are. Yeah. Man, it's just like infinite, infinite money. But yeah, the, the, your attention is the most valuable thing. You, you've said that to me before. Time and attention is the most, your most valuable thing. Yeah. And if someone's taking that from you, I think that's, you have to be very careful who takes it from you. Has to be a good reason. I like that. Yeah. That would be my, that would be my, my plug. That would, be, <laughs> that would be your billboard. Yeah. 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 Choose, choose where you uh, yeah, guide your attention. I'd say. Very cool, man. Thank you. Bro, thanks for coming back on the show today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Very, very nice to chat to you boys. Pledge. Awesome. Guys, thanks for listening. Um, you know you can find us at junglebrothers.com if you want any help with your training or any of that stuff. Um, our internship kicked off yesterday and it's full as it's yes. packed. There's nine humans in it. Um, we'll be doing another one next year, probably around March or April. So if you are interested in becoming a, uh, a turbocharged coach and even <laughs> maybe opening your own gym like Jungle Brothers someday, uh, get in touch about it. Um, Persian yoga workshop coming up on the 14th of November that's only a few weeks from now ancient strength conditioning of Persian warriors come learn it and then fight night on the 12th of December you cannot participate in the fight night unless you train here however you can tune into the live stream so keen to see the uh, the violence that shall ensue Marco's going to be the the timekeeper I'm going to mop up mop blood. guy and hype man I'm going to mop up some blood oh I like it's that it's going to be yeah He's made well, multiple know, roles. I don't know what hype man actually means. I, just, I, I, I don't know. know if he's got the energy for a hype man. Well, that's what I'm someone said. I told him. They said, how's Marco going to do? He said, chilled. Maybe I'll just, I'll, I'm happy to stick to mopping and- Timekeeping. Yeah, timekeeping. But maybe someone, if they want a pat on the back, I can be there for that. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, don't speak to them at all. Just a little tap. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Polly. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Marcus. No worries. Thank See you guys next Thank week. You, Joey. Right.